so excited that you have joined us to hear God's Word. God's words are alive and active, and we expect that your life is going to be changed as you hear this message. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. So he says the words of God are life to those that find them and health or healing to all of their flesh. And one translation says to every part of one's flesh. So the word of God has the power to heal your flesh or to heal your body. Uh, The margin of my Bible says medicine to your flesh. So the word of God is like medicine. Uh, It has no side effects. Amen. So we have to have no disclaimers here. When uh, uh, the scripture says that the word is life to you, those who find it, and it is health, or as the margin of my Bible says, medicine to all of your flesh. And so the word of God is like medicine. God has referred to himself in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. He said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Speaking to the children of Israel, of course, we have a covenant, new covenant, amen, and we share in the blessings and the promises of God uh, that he gave to Abraham. If you be Christ, then you're you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So uh, you have a promise of God uh, from Jesus, from the Father, hallelujah. And so part of the promise is that he is the Lord, your healer or your Uh, Other translations say, the Lord, your physician. And so as we said last week, that God being your physician has prescribed the word of God for your medicine. And so God's word is like medicine. Then you could take it and we would encourage you to take it daily. Praise the Lord. Because he says here how you're to take the word in or receive the word. In verse 20, he said, my son, attend to my words or give your attention to the word and uh, focus on the word of God. Attend to my words. Then he says, uh, what do you do? Incline your ear. Everybody say, my ears. So you are to let your ears hear or you are to make it a a priority in your life to incline your ear to his sayings. That's why you're in church. That's why you hear the word through the week, perhaps through a CD or message. And, and that's why you take the time to attend to the word uh, during the week as well. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that today. So he says here that you'd incline your ear to it. Then he says, don't let them depart from your eyes or keep the word of God before you. Uh, So you're to keep the word before you, and in this particular area, uh, we would say the word of God concerning healing. So then, he said, you keep the word uh, in your eyes, keep it before your eyes, and then he says, keep it in the midst of thine heart. So in other words, if you are uh, 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 giving your attention to the word, focusing on the word, you're inclining your ear to the word. If you are keeping it before your eyes, then you, by doing so, are keeping it in the midst of your heart. And he said, when you do that, and you keep it in the midst of your heart by doing these three things, he says, then those words that you keep in the midst of your heart will become life to you. 
and it will be health or medicine to all your flesh. So he's basically telling you how to take the word of God like medicine. And the point of medicine is to help you heal, right? And so in, the, in this case, this is God's medicine and it's, we could call it gospels. You know, it's the gospel. And so you're taking these uh, words of God into your heart and keeping it in the, in the midst of your heart so that it will continually be life to you and what? Healing or health to all of your flesh. Everybody say, all of my flesh. All right, so let's go back to Joshua. In Joshua chapter 1, and we're going to just look at one verse in this chapter, verse 8. Verse 8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Well, he just told you how to have good success. Does anyone in the room want to have good success? Well, then you can have good success in any area of your life. And if you will follow this scripture, this verse of scripture, in any area of your life that the Word of God promises you, if you will take the Word of God and do with it what this, uh, this verse says. All right, so he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. So he's telling you how to have success. And since we're talking about healing, then we're going to apply this verse now today to healing. So then, uh, you're going to have good success by doing this. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean that you're not speaking the word of God. It says, actually, that you keep that word on your lips. You keep it in your mouth, meaning that you're speaking it. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth or shall not leave your mouth. Is You'll keep it in your mouth. So this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate. So this word meditate means to ponder, means to think on, uh, pour over. Uh, it, it means to mutter, to utter. In other words, you're speaking the word. It means to speak to yourself. It means to say it over and over again in a low tone. In other words, you're saying the word, speaking to yourself. I'll give you a scripture in the New Testament in Ephesians. It says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So what you say to yourself are the most important words that you will speak. In regards to your life. Because if you speak negative words to yourself and you're speaking sickness and disease and weakness and failure and, and negative things in your life, then that's what you're going to have. And why do I say that? Because Jesus said that. And I think I'm in good company to be in company with Jesus, don't you think? All right, because Jesus said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall what? Believe that those things which he or she saith, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So Jesus said, You're going to have what you say. 
Proverbs 18 says, life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So then, you're going to eat the fruit or the result of the words that you are speaking. And it's not just the words that you're speaking when you come to church. It's not just the words you're speaking when you're speaking to another believer that you know believes certain things about the Bible, and so you want to look good. In other words, you want to... You want to be able to say things that you know that they, they will agree with and they believe with you, right? Well, that's good, but not to the extent that you're just doing it as a cover. No, we don't just speak the word as a cover or a front. We speak the word because it's real to us. It's something we do when we are alone. It's something we do when we are at home. It's something we do when we are in the car. It's something we do on the way to church, not when we get to church, right? It's something we do when we leave church. It's something we do when we're on the way to work. It's something that we do through the day, during our day at work. It's something we do when we get off and we're on the way home. It's something we do when we get to the house. It's something we do in front of our family. It's, in, it's something we do when we're by ourselves. It's something we do no matter where we are. We are not a chameleon. We live our life as Christ in the earth. Amen. So then he says, but thou shalt meditate, or you are to speak, to utter, to speak to yourself, talk to yourself in a low tone. Amen. You don't have to tell everybody what you say, uh, are saying, but you can tell people that will agree with you. And sometimes you need to say something to somebody that doesn't agree just because they are so on the opposite side that they want to bombard you with the negative. So sometimes you got to say the positive so that you are maintaining your stance of the Word of God for yourself. Are you with me? But he said that we are to meditate what? On this word, what? Day and night. So I just described some of day and night. Wherever you go, whatever you're doing in life, you're meditating on the word of God. So in this case, if we're applying this word to healing, then we are saying words about health and healing and strength and, and meditating. Now it says, that, but thou shalt keep this word or this book of the law, which, you know, in the New Testament sense, we're talking about the word of God, aren't we? We're not just living under the law. We're living under the grace of God. And yet we are speaking the word of God. We're getting that word in our hearts. Remember, we keep it in the midst of our heart. We, we saw uh, the, the book of Proverbs described how you keep that word in your heart. And then he says another way that you keep it, it's basically the same thing. It's just describing basically the same thing. You're keeping it before your eyes. You're clowning your ear to it. Uh, you're focusing on it. You're meditating. You're speaking. You're uttering. You're talking to yourself. This is a little bit different slant, but it's basically the same thing. You're focusing on. You're saying it to yourself. And in order to focus on anything, you got to talk to yourself. Because your mind, being the mind that it is, can drift or it can wander, right? It can go different directions and places that you really didn't plan for it to go. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I was planning to think about that. No, all of a sudden you were just thinking about it. Some strange stuff or whatever stuff, you know, just comes through your mind, floating through. Some of it you just need to float right on through and push it right on out, right? Because your mind has this capacity because you live in this world. Your mind can be invaded by this world mind or this world system of the, of the God of this world, the devil. 
So your mind can be invaded by this world. So you got to cast down imagination, thoughts, or uh, images, or thoughts that are contrary. Cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bring into captivity every thought. Wow, that's a pretty big job. That'll keep you busy for the rest of your life. Because he said, bring into captivity every thought to what? The obedience of Christ. So how are you going to bring every thought into the obedience of Christ? Or uh, capture your thoughts. In other words, say, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. You're going to only be able to do that by the Word of God. I mean, effectively. Effectively, by the Word of God, getting the Word in your heart, meditating on the Word, speaking the Word. While you're speaking the Word, you are casting down imaginations concerning your health. You could have negative thoughts concerning your physical health. And I'm going to be sick. I'm going to die. You just ought to fight that like you believe in living. Amen? And just, I'm not going to die. I'm going to live, and I'm going to declare the works of the Lord. I'm going to live long, and I'm going to live strong in Jesus' name. In other words, get the Word of God in your heart and in your mouth and have it coming out of your mouth, and don't let yourself sink into despair or unbelief. Thank you, Jesus. So how do you do it? You keep your mind stayed on Him. How? By speaking the Word of God. You keep your mind stayed on him by speaking what God says or the promises of God. So he said, you meditate on these words, speak it, utter it, talk to yourself, and you do this day and night. So you don't leave any room for the devil. It's like Ephesians chapter 4 says, neither give place to the devil. Because he's a liar. He's a thief. He likes to invade people's minds or thoughts. But you have to meditate on the Word until you're convinced of God's thoughts. Amen. So he said, you meditate on the Word day and night. And he says, so that you may observe to what? Do them. Observe them. Look at them until you're able to actually act like the Word is true. Observe to do them. And he said, for then you will make your way, what? Prosperous. And you'll have, what? Good success. Now, it's God's will, according to 3 John, verse 2, he said that you would prosper and what? Be in health, even as your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions prosper. He said, even as your soul prospers. So, if your soul is going to prosper, your mind, your will, your emotions are going to prosper, there's going to have to be some communication or speaking or uttering God's word out of your mouth. Keeping the word day and night on your lips, saying what God says regarding your health and regarding your physical strength, praise God, rather than saying I'm weak, say I'm strong. Rather than saying, I, say, I'm tired, you say, I am strong in the Lord. I'm energized by the Holy Spirit. I'm quickened by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit quickens my mortal body and gives life to my mortal flesh. Praise God forever. Hallelujah. That doesn't mean you don't lay down and sleep and rest. It simply means that you do your best all day long, and then when you go to bed, you're able to rest. Amen. So you're declaring what you believe with your heart. You're saying it out of your mouth, and you have success in this area of your life when it comes to your health. Praise God. What's happening when you're meditating on the Word? Your spirit is being filled and charged up. Your inner man is being filled with the Spirit of God and charged up with the Word. 
so that your spirit is strong. A man's spirit will, will sustain his infirmity. So if your spirit is strong, then your weakness will dis- be dispelled. Amen. Amen. Your mind is being renewed in the process as you are meditating on the Word of God. Life and health is springing forth in your body while you're meditating on healing scriptures. Why? Because there's power in the Word itself. While you're meditating on the Word, the Word is working. That's what Paul said in the New Testament. He said, the Word works in me mightily. Now, it can work in you mightily in any given area. Whatever the Word is saying, that's what it will do in you. All right, so let's go to Psalm 107. Psalm 107, and we're going to go to verse 20. Verse 20 says, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent His word and healed them. Fenton's translation says it this way, He sent His word and it healed He sent his word and it healed. So the word of God itself has the power to heal. It is God's word. It comes out of God himself. It is not separate from God. Remember Jesus, when he came into this world, it says that he was the word made flesh. In other words, if Jesus shows up, God shows up in the flesh, the word shows up. Because he is the word made flesh. So he is the embodiment of his word. His word comes out of him. His word is, expre- is an expression of him, of who he is, of his character, his nature, and who God is and how good he is. So when he sends his word, well, according to this verse, the word could be sent. Well, I mean, if, if, if someone sends you FedEx or sends you UPS, we don't want to discriminate. All right, so <laughs> give them both a little credit. All right, so, so if FedEx sent you a package or UPS sent you, sent you a package and uh, it requires your signature or in the mail, you have, you have a U.S. We've got to remember U.S. mail. Okay, U.S. mail. So... If U.S. Mail sends you a package, somebody sent you a package through U.S. Mail, okay, it comes to your house, you got to sign for it in certain cases. So if you have to sign for it, that means you have to receive it. So God sends his word, but you got to receive it. I mean, he's sending his word. I'm just a mailman. I'm just delivering. Praise the Lord. I, I, I can't make someone receive it. All I can do is deliver the mail and bring it to you. Thank you, Jesus. Now then, if you receive the package, if you receive the Word of God, then the Word itself has the power to heal because he said he sent his Word and it healed them. And it delivered them from their destructions. So there must be something in the Word that has the power to heal. Thank you, Jesus. Go with me to Matthew In Matthew chapter 8, in Matthew chapter 8, beginning with verse 5, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant, 
Life at home sick of the palsy and grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. I love Jesus' response. Uh, the man says, I have a, a, I have a servant sick of the palsy. He's grievously tormented. He's, he's tormented by this. And Jesus says, I will come and heal him. You know, if you ever wonder if Jesus wants to heal you, just read the Bible about Jesus. I mean, he went everywhere healing people. He healed all that were sick. I mean, it was a constant thing in Jesus' life and ministry. He was healing the sick everywhere he went. And his immediate response to the centurion, I will come and heal him. I don't want him tormented with this sickness. And the centurion answered and said unto him, said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. So the centurion simply said, Jesus, all you need to do is speak the word. Just speak the word only. Nothing else is required. You don't need to show up in my house. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. So it sounds like he could send the word, doesn't it? He could send the word to this uh, centurion servant, and his servant could be made whole. Praise God. Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth. To another, come, and he cometh. To my servant, do this, and he doeth it, or he does it. So he said, I understand authority because I'm a man under authority. I say to this man, go, he goes. I say to this one, go, come, and he comes. I say to another, do this, and he does it. In other words, I understand the power of authority, and I believe you are a man of authority, and you have the power to speak, and healing will go. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. So there's power in your words to heal. You say, well, that was just Jesus. But this is you. And Jesus said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. In other words, there's power in your words. Now, you can't make everybody receive, but you can speak. And if they will receive it, believe it, receive it, it'll change their life. Now, in this case, this centurion was believing for his servant, somebody that he loved. You find those examples in Scripture more than once of people praying for somebody else, a child or, or a friend or something. In this case, a servant. And so you're praying for somebody else, and something happens because faith in God can change situations. But my primary point of this passage is he he said, speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Verse 10, and when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed, verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. So he said, this is an example of great faith. That this man would simply say, Jesus, just speak the word only. And he didn't say, my servant might be healed, but he said, my servant shall be healed. If you will say the word, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you will only speak the word, then my servant shall be healed. So there must be power in Jesus' words. 
Well, you say, well, that's Jesus' words. You got a whole book full of Jesus' words. Are you with me? This is the inspired word of God. This is God speaking to you. We say it every week. We say it service after service. This is my Bible. This is God speaking to me. We're not just rhetoric. This is not just rhetoric, just kind of repeating something, sound cool, sound somewhat spiritual. This is literally God speaking to us. He wrote it in a book called the Bible, and he put it in a book, and he said, now this is the inspired word of God. Peter refers to it as a more sure word of prophecy. He said, this word is a sure word of prophecy. So if Jesus can speak the word, and he said that you could say to the mountain, you could talk to the mountain, now he said you would have whatever you say. Now if you get God's word in your mouth... Which is what Joshua 1.8 says. Put the word of God in your mouth. Meditate on the word of God. How often? Day and night. If you get the word of God in your heart and in your mouth, you keep it in your heart, you keep it in your mouth, and you're saying that word, you're releasing God's power because you're releasing his word, and there's power in this word to release in your life. But it must be activated in your life. If it were automatic, everyone would be enjoying it. If it were just an automatic that everybody has it, it's already done for everybody. It is already done for everybody redemptively, but you have a part to play in receiving the package. Your signature, so to speak, is required. You have to receive the package. You have to receive the word, and you receive the word not as the word of man, Another thing we confess all the time, not as the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of the living God. It's what God's word said. And that's what Paul said, that you would receive the word not as the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of the living God. So when you receive the word into your heart, you keep it in the midst of your heart and keep it on your lips and you're saying the word of God out of your mouth, there's power released in your life. And if there are healing words you're meditating on day and night, then it's going to strengthen your body. It's going to strengthen your faith. It's going to strengthen your confidence. It's going to strengthen your assurance. And it's going to strengthen your body. And you're going to build resistance. Where it says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. One translation said, I, the Lord, make you immune to disease. Wow. Wow, you could build up your immune system spiritually. You could build up your immunities to sickness and disease, your resistance to sickness and disease. You can do that naturally, and you can do that spiritually. You can build your immunities to sickness and disease so that you're strong. And when sickness, they say, well, so-and-so is going around. This thing is going around. You say, just go right on around. Praise the Lord. You're not stopping in my house. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because, amen, you've got resistance. Yes, Lord. And when the devil comes knocking at your door with the package of sickness and disease, you say, I'm not here, not welcome. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I resist sickness and disease. Praise God. And so your, your voice, everybody say, my voice, my voice. Is, my is my address. Say it again, my voice is my address. Glory to God. If God wants to send you a package, you need to lift your voice. Because your voice is your address. And if you lift your voice, 
While you're saying the word, then God says, angels, take care of that. Praise the Lord. Are they not angels, all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who are heirs of salvation, meaning you? And so angels are dispatched when you're speaking the word of God. They hearken to the voice of your word. Holy Spirit responds to your words. God the Father responds to your words. The angels respond to your words. Heaven is released. He said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. We're not making this up. This is the Bible. Amen. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. When you're speaking the word of God, you're releasing heaven in your life. Thank you, Jesus. So the word has power. Everybody say the word has power to heal. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Turn with me to Isaiah, book of Isaiah, and we're going to go to Isaiah 55, hallelujah, Isaiah 55, remember in John chapter 6, verse 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are what? They are spirit and they are what? Life. His words, Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, these words are life containers. When you keep it in the midst of your heart, it'll be life to you for you have found it. And what? Health to all your flesh. Every part of your flesh. So then, we're just saying what God says. You're agreeing with God. His words. F.F. Bosworth said, the life of God received in what? Sufficient measure lives itself. Hallelujah. Just get enough of the word on the inside of you, a deposit of the word on the inside of you, and it'll start working itself out in your life, in your body, in your health. So we're in Isaiah 55 now, right? In Isaiah 55, and we're going to go to verse 10. He says, the rain, for as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and returns not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it to bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. The rain, the snow, fall from heaven, causes the earth to bring forth in bud, seed to the sower, bread to the eater. Verse 11, so shall my word be. Thank you, Jesus. You know, this, this year, we had more rain than normal, right? And things came up in the desert that don't come up every year, right? The earth brought forth and budded in the desert like it doesn't generally happen. Why? Because there was enough rain to cause it to bring forth and bud. You get enough rain and stuff starts sprouting up. I said, if you get enough rain of the word of God, so shall my word be that goes forth, what? Out of my mouth. So the word of God comes out of the mouth of God, but then it gets in your heart and gets in your mouth, and the word word of God coming out of your mouth will do something. What does he say? So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, meaning that it will produce. It will not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. 
The word of God will prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. He sent his word and it healed them. So when God sends his healing word, just like any other word, it works and produces like after its kind. In other words, whatever kind of word it is, if it's a healing word, then it produces healing. If it's a prosperity word, then it produces prosperity. If it's a peace word, it produces peace. If it's a joy word, it produces joy. If it's a strength word, it produces strength. If it is life word, it produces life, which really covers all the different areas of your life. You know, the word of God has life in it. It has power in it. It has healing in it. And he said it will not return to him void. It will not come back the same way it left. It will produce. It will cause your life your spirit to bring forth and bud and and healing will spring forth hallelujah Isaiah says it this way spring forth speedily you'll be like a watered garden your your health will spring forth speedily and so God just waters your soul waters your spirit and waters your life with the word of God and it causes you to bring forth and bud the seed of the word will reproduce in your life and it has the power to heal when it is believed received and spoken out of your mouth in faith it has the power to heal and restore your health and strength in your body praise God Hallelujah to Jesus. Does anybody get something this morning? The Word is working. Somebody say, the Word is working mightily in me. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your Word today. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who is our teacher. We believe, God, that your word falls today on good ground, bringing forth 36 and 100 fold. We thank you, Lord, it reproduces in our lives. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for continually working in the hearts and minds of your people with the word. And, Lord, that they would meditate on the word day and night. In Jesus' name.